0: TalkZone.com.
1: And welcome to a Thursday edition of the thetalkzone.com. It is two guys and a mic back at you. We're like a bad dream that shows up one hour a day on the Internet. We just won't go away. Jordan Burnfield, J.B., joining us, who has become a semi-regular here in the morning break. J.B., great to see you, my friend.
2: It's great to see you, and I think I know that I've become a regular because now I have a mailbox here. I think once you graduate to the mailbox... Yes. That's when you really become a regular. You have think, definitely become irregular. I think they took Big Dog's mailbox and yes. like threw it out the window. I saw it laying in pieces and shambles on the, the ground. Big Dog
1: is going to reappear at some time, but based on your 20-minute bathroom break before the show, I would say you definitely have become irregular. <laughs> well, you know, I'm at least regular somewhere. Thank you very much. 888 888- Look, so they hate they had the phone number. I mean, I've got to memorize here. 888-463-6748. That's the phone number you want to check in. It's your mid morning break sports report. Lots to get to. We need two hours. They only give us fifty six minutes, Jordan. At some point, we have to extend the show to a two hour show. I agree.
2: It would be great to have two yeah. hours. It it's, you know, it just every show that we do, it goes by yeah. so quickly. I look yeah. up at the clock and I'm thinking to myself how did it go by that quick? Yeah, Although, there's, there's, maybe we're just entertaining ourselves. Well, or probably. Or maybe Hopefully, the people yeah. out there are saying the same thing, unless they're saying, I don't think uh, so. Oh, no.
1: Ten more minutes of this yeah. garbage. Uh. I would get, gander a guess that the people listening are probably saying one hour is too much. Can they limit the show to maybe 30 minutes? <laughs> or, that would be more than enough. We're followed by on the talkzone.com. i got to check the schedule. But there's like a beauty pageant show, mm. legal issues show. It's, it's a real caveat of... Uh, general entertainment you name it they've got it here on the com, including the two knuckleheads here you and me
2: yeah well i you know i all i can say is that i think those shows can't really rely on us for carryover listeners because i'm guessing <laughs> the whole sports talk audience probably not going with the beauty pageant yeah. i'm just going to throw
1: out that assumption Well, but i thought in a way of getting us all to know each other a little better And by the way our producer filling in today randy myers first time putting up with us and not I'm to be confused in. at
2: the former Cubs closer.
1: No, definitely not, same not guy. that. Well, he spells it M Y E R S, the Cub closer. Right. I believe our Randy is M E Y E R S. More on this during the beauty pageant show at eleven o'clock. But I thought, uh, as a way of getting all the shows a little bit closer, maybe we could do like a job switch day, or maybe one day next week, maybe to you know pre-holiday celebration. Had the beauty pageant people do our show, and you know, for one hour, would it kill the beauty pageant people if we, were a lovely lady who runs the show, gets tons of phone calls? By the way, I thought for maybe one hour, you and me could do the beauty pageant show. You know what, though, with with the thoughts that
2: I'd have on that show, it'd be the first and only time I ever host that show. It would be <laughs> well, I'm the not first... planning on it being a regular
1: gig. That's the whole and, idea. Well, one time,
2: I'm, I'm aware, but I would probably offend some people. I mean, I listen, yeah.
1: All the power well, to them. I would them. say, quite frankly, some of the beauty pageant people, uh, a little being offended, they could probably use a little they bit. They could,
2: of that. because listen, I, I, I have a problem with that because I feel like you're putting young children under such an incredible pressure to be perfect and look beautiful. It's almost sickening to me sometimes when you <laughs> see these, you know, like the John Binet Ramsey thing, obviously yes. that was. You know, that was obviously a tragic ending to the entire story, but it's just you see these like six year
1: old girls in these beauty pageants. You're like, mm-hmm. what is, yeah. what the hell is going on here? Yeah, How could that even exist? Yeah, it's not right. Yeah. I like the figure, I like the crazed figure skating moms much, much more. Getting back to the sports world. <laughs> <role. laughs> yeah, the, the crazed figure skating are moms are much more sane.
2: Yeah, well, I was just thinking, it just made me think of that. What was that Will Ferrell movie with John Heater? When he was oh yeah uh, the skating movie yeah the skating yeah. movie Chaz Michael <laughs> Michaels oh man that's that's the only thing I can think of anymore when it comes to figure oh, skating that was a
1: classic eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight our phone number JB and a coach with you right up until eleven o'clock you can email us at Mike Two Guys at AOL lots to talk about we still got a little residue left from Tiger Woods we got the ACC Big Ten Challenge the Grammy music nominations have come out and. And maybe we need to lead with a story, Jordan. Very upset to hear both pictures and the written word that apparently Jared of Subway fame has gained back much of the weight that he reportedly lost. You know what?
2: Can we just start by talking about this? Because I have a quick thought on this. It's either
1: that or the Barack Obama-Afghanistan situation. and I say we go Jared. I
2: go Jared as well. Let's go Jared. And let me just say this right off the bat. Okay, the first second I heard this story... The first thing I thought of was, he must be down in the Philly cheesesteak sub, (laughs) the buffalo chicken sub. He's getting double cheese on everything. Uh He's getting some of that ranch sauce on that thing. This is, listen, I enjoy Subway's subs. I really do. I like their food. They have a good Mm -hmm. product. But the biggest sham, the biggest Travis Sham mockery of the entire Subway enterprise is that they market everything there as healthy, Okay. The only way that the sub is healthy is if you get in on wheat bread, Mm -hmm. you don't get cheese, you don't get sauces, you get meat and vegetables, period. Mm -hmm. That's where it ends. And most people go to Subway thinking, oh, they've got... The Philly cheesesteak sub, well, it's at Subway. It must
1: be healthy to throw down 1,600 calories for lunch. If Jared can lose weight eating the meatball marinara foot-long sandwich, maybe I can, too. Yeah, I mean, listen, okay,
2: Jared to lose all that weight. (laughs) Do you know how much exercise (laughs) that guy had to do besides the fact that he was eating a six-inch, basically naked Subway sub every day? He was exercising like a fiend, Mm -hmm. and so...
1: People, they also, what people don't know is before they, they, you know, made Jared famous is they sent him around to Wendy's and Burger King and McDonald's for like a year long foray into all the fast food places so they could puff him up. And then on those six inch sandwiches you described, he loses the weight and all of a sudden Jared is the poster boy for healthy eating
2: at Subway. You know what, you know what this reminds me of as another movie reference? Remember in, uh, Dodgeball? when did you saw that movie, I assume, right? I did. When Ben Stiller at the end, when he's he's White Goodman, the character, and at the very end, he's really fat mm-hmm. and he's eating like pizza and <laughs> ribs and he's watching Vince Vaughn's uh gym doing really well mm-hmm. and what he used to be was the you know, the this perfectly fit guy and you know, always making fun of fat people at the end. He's just this really fat, gross guy. And I had noticed actually in a couple of the commercials for subway in recent time when they had michael strahan in the commercials and i forget who else was some other famous person and i was thinking to myself you know it looks like jared's gained a little weight i was like either he's gained a little weight or maybe it's tv or maybe the shirt's a little baggy Mm -hmm. on him but i was wondering i was like you know it doesn't look like he's very
1: very disturbing i know we have all this major news to talk about both on topic that being sports and off topic but the whole jared thing it just, uh, it almost clouded the thrill of my fighting a line, I coming back and win yesterday. Yeah. Very disturbed with Jared gaining weight. You know what? It's, it's sad. Anybody else is, by the way, 888-463-6748. Maybe. Maybe we have Jared of Subway listening to the show. He can dial into a special line, which is also 888-463-6748. He's, he's also sort of, to me, he's like my least
2: favorite celebrity because <laughs> all he did was get fat and lost weight. Like, there are many people that are fat and lose weight, okay? Why does he deserve all this endorsement and money and fame from being Mr. Subway,
1: okay? I mean, Right time, at, right place, right, right six and
2: sub. Okay, fine. But I'm saying these people on that Biggest Loser show on NBC, these, yep. these people who are enormous and they really are working their, you know what, off to mm-hmm. get themselves in shape. Mm-hmm. These people, to me, are far more impressive because... Yes, they're on a TV show, and yes, they're getting a little fame out of it, but Mm -hmm. they're actually, like, really, you watch how hard they're working at all this stuff, and then they go off the show, and then months later they have to come back, and they have to, like, report in. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, well,
1: you lost this much weight, good for you, because they had to do it on their own without any of the limelight. Standing when they make the walk as a twosome to that weight scale on the Biggest Loser show, not that I watch it on a regular basis. My mom loves it. But that might be amongst the most suspenseful pressure-packed moments in all of sports. It's like being at the free throw line, where you got fouled at the end of a game. Time is out, and they empty the free throw line. The teams go back to their benches, and you are out there on the free throw line. Am I making a reasonable comparison here? Reasonable. The fans are watching your teammates, the other team, and you know maybe you're down a point and you got two shots. That's the kind of pressure when they step on that weight scale. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it, listen. <laughs>
2: I when I heard this story I thought, you know, we gotta get this Jared thought off our chest because yes. it's too funny not to pass yeah. up on it. All right, it. have we have we gotten the whole Jared it's, thing it's out, out. Of the what? It's out. But we if anybody a has Jared a call, I'd be happy to talk to Jared right. some more.
1: I, I don't know about you, but I feel somewhat cathartic right now. I, I feel refreshed. I feel cleansed. I do.
2: I do feel very
1: cleansed. You don't even look as irregular as you did at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I'm always irregular. <laughs> 888-463-6748, JB and the coach, it's two guys and a mic here on thetalkzone.com, believe it or not, there was sports action yesterday, there's some great games coming up today, real quick, let's go over to the college basketball from yesterday, we're here locally uh, in the Chicago area, we're Big Ten people, you might be listening anywhere in the fine country, of course our show is being heard in seven different continents, we might have some people uh, possibly in the east. Mm. who might be a Pac-10 fan. I heard even in Kankakee and Bourbon A,
2: they're getting our show. Which is sort of like the East. Yes, yeah. it might as well be. Here in Chicago. Except we... they're steak and shake.
1: <laughs> we tend to call that the Mideast. But the uh, Big Ten finally won the ACC Challenge 6-5, to and it took two big wins last night. One was Wisconsin beating Duke, and the other was uh, Illinois fighting a line in their greatest second-half comeback in program history. Both those games, Jordan, were great advertisements for all things good. In college basketball.
2: Yeah, I mean, Illinois last night with their biggest comeback in school history to win that game over Clemson. 23 down,
1: second half, 17 minutes left.
2: Yeah, and they go on a 35-10 to 10 run in wow. the second half to end up winning that game. And it was such a – Bruce Weber had a really interesting comment after the game. He said, sometimes there are games like this where on the road you win a game like this and your team rallies around it and it propels yep. you forward into a higher stratosphere in terms of what you can that's achieve as a team. Absolutely And true. I feel like that's what this was. I mean, to win this game the way they did. I mean, it's, it's one thing to win at Little John Coliseum, which is a very tough place to win regardless of situation. But to win that way for Illinois, a huge, huge win. And... And you and I were talking about it a little bit before the show. Oliver Purnell's teams in Clemson, they just, they fold. They choke. I mean, this is not the first time that they've had a a home game in the bag, so to speak, that they've blown and lost. It's not the first time that they've gotten off to a good start and then, like, nosedived a little bit because, of for whatever reason, they just couldn't get it done in crunch time. They lose. But then that Wisconsin game. You and I talked about it on Tuesday, Coach. Bo Ryan is a great coach. Their system works. And they took Duke out of their system, which is to run the ball up the court quickly, to get three-point open looks, to make big shots. And even though Duke almost came back and stole that game at the very end when Wisconsin had, what was it, a nine-point lead with three minutes left, Duke brings it to within one or two points, nearly takes it away from them. But Wisconsin, it's like every year you kind of look at the roster and say, well, they could be decent. They could be good. They've got a couple of nice players, mm-hmm. but they get it done. They win big games. And I would think that after this win, the Badgers may be in the top 25 and look at the Big Ten, six and five. They finally win the ACC Big Ten Challenge.
1: Bo Ryan of Wisconsin uh, is great coach. Great coach. He, and he has the ability to find unsung, tall, white guys that <laughs> can true. play. And they're and, not all Americans. They're not great players, but they're like that six seven to six ten, like the John Lures of the world, white guys like the John Lures of the world who can shoot, who can pass. They play that swing offense. Bo Ryan, if I were a player looking to play at a school, top five coaches, I'd want to play for the well coiffed Bo Ryan. Yeah, I mean,
2: you got look at the last few years, the Brian Butch and yep. Bo Hannon, and all these guys that sort of fit the similar mode. I, I look at a guy like Trayvon Hughes, though. That guy's a player, He too. can play. He is a real player. I, I You know what? He sort of looks... It, it's almost funny, Coach, because it's like every year, Wisconsin seems to have the same mold of every single player on the team could be mm-hmm. compared to last year's player. It's just yeah. a different guy. Yeah, they have developed a personality yeah. absolutely over the years. Trayvon Hughes is the new Alando Tucker slash Cameron Taylor, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, Lure is the new Brian Butch slash Bohannon type player. And it's like every year they've got sort of the same... Mix, but it works. And, and he is really an underrated coach, Bo Ryan. I really think, yep. I mean, you and I have given him credit, but I don't think that nationally he is as thought of mm-hmm. as highly as some of these other coaches. He deserves to be yeah. as high up as any of these other guys. I mean, obviously there's like the top, top, top tier, like the, you know, the Izzo, Shashevsky, Williams is of the world, but Bo Ryan is in that second tier to me.
1: I am sure, even though he is slighted at times by ESPN and maybe the sporting news, the fact that we hear at the talkzone.com have given him his props, I'm sure Bo Ryan is thrilled.
2: That was his life goal, to get talked about here. And so now that we're doing this, I think that his career is complete.
1: And the Big Ten finally wins that challenge 6-5. Uh, to five. I think this was the 10th year, maybe the 11th year. ACC had won every year. Yep. Finally the Big Ten gets it done. And again, and I'm not saying this just because my Illinois team won, those... Were some great college basketball games, and again, I think the expression I use, good advertisement for all that is good about college basketball. I agree. I mean, sometimes some people will say, well,
2: this is a TV event, and it is, really. I mean, it's a TV event because ESPN is able to carry every game, and, you know, they're all on. It's a a TV event that's good. Right, but it's a good event. It is a fun and enjoyable tournament every year. The two conferences are always good, but this year in particular, I think that the Big Ten – is as strong as it's been in a long time. I mean, it's evidenced by the fact that they won this challenge, but I think in previous years it was sort of an opportunity for the ACC to flex its muscles nationally and beat up a little bit on the Big Ten and show, you know what, you guys are a solid conference, but we're the big boys. okay? Mm -hmm. And this year, by winning it, I think that nationally it's going to turn some heads and people are going to now be saying, well, you know what, the Big Ten may just be the best conference in America, I mean, it's every year it's between the Big East and the and the ACC. Now I think you probably have to throw the Big Ten into that mix, given what we've seen over the last couple of days.
1: If you are a college basketball fan, you want to talk about your team, some of the games yesterday, big games upcoming. We're in the pre-stages of the college hoop season. Pre-season is not correct because these games count, but it's prior to conference play for the most part. Uh, give us a call, talk some college hoops. One of our favorite. Ideas, activities to talk about here on the talkzone.com. 888-463-6748 is the phone number. You can always email us at Mike2Guys. That's M-I-C number two. Mike2Guys two at A-O-L.com. Jordan Burnfield and the coach with you up until 11 o'clock. Central time, not only college hoops, college football. We're down to the final few regular season games, but uh, Jordan, it is not about quantity. It's about quality. And You talk quality. You got two games coming up this weekend. And then one tonight, Oregon and Oregon State, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched either team play a whole lot, but I'll be watching tonight because any game where the winner gets to go to the Rose Bowl, which I still consider one of the great sporting events, not just one of the best college football, I mean, it's one of the great sports environments that these players will ever get to participate in. A game to go to the Rose Bowl is must-see TV, Oregon, Oregon State tonight. No question. It's a great
2: game. And I've I've not seen the Beavers play, so I don't know about Oregon State. I've not seen them play. But I've seen Oregon play two or three games this year. They are a fun team. Regardless of the fact, and you're right, the fact that the Rose Bowl is on the line makes this must-see TV. But even... If it was you know the fact that it is this game, but also the fact that these two teams are in it mm-hmm. makes it a really interesting game to watch and especially with Oregon, because again, I haven't seen the Beavers play, but the ducks are such a dynamic team. Jeremiah Masoli, that quarterback can run, he can pass he's like that quintessential college type quarterback where he can do so many different things on the field to help your team win. In that game against Arizona, where he had to march them back and lead them to a win over the Wildcats, in which they had to keep themselves alive to be in a position to go to the Rose Bowl potentially in a game like
1: this. Jeremiah he, Masoli. Masoli. He is a really good Not player. True, but I think I ordered that at Maggiano's the other day. I so did I. It was delicious, yeah. actually. My son had the fettuccine. My uh, <laughs> wife, I believe, had the pasta marinero. and I ordered the Jeremiah Masoli. God bless
2: you. Yes, and so he and Legarrette Blunt. Which I doubt you probably got at Magianos. He uh he you know had the punch incident in the first game of the season against Boise State, got suspended for a while by Chip Kelly, and then all of a sudden he comes in and he I mean the guy's a great running back. He was supposed mm-hmm. to be a Heisman candidate coming into the year had he not been duking it out. Mm-hmm. And those two guys make it very dynamic, even though the Ducks maybe have the worst uniforms in college football. <laughs> What's so bad about it? I mean, they have like 19 different styles. What? It's like Nike has that deal they're, with them. They're the uh, green and gold? It's, it's green and gold and black. Okay. But like Nike has a deal with them where like mm-hmm. the players design the uniforms every okay. game and they're just hideous. And they have different ones every single week. So they're mm-hmm. different
1: colors and styles. Awful. Sometimes simplicity, a little bit of simplicity can be the best thing. Sometimes yeah. These in uniforms, are not teams overthink it just a little bit. Oh, yeah. That the
2: totally guilty is right. charged in Oregon. The
1: Ducks against the Beavers. You got to love the nicknames. You got to love Jeremiah Masoli. You got to love the fact the winner is going to the Rose Bowl to take on, I believe, the University of Illinois.
2: In the in the Rose
1: Bowl. In no. the Rose Bowl. Uh, that is, is it, not
2: correct. Illinois has actually earned a berth to the toilet.
1: Bowl. Ah, yeah.
2: Syracuse is meeting them. in the Oh, that's right. Bowl.
1: It was Illinois was supposed to be a Rose Bowl candidate this year. Pity me, I forgot a little bit. I apologize, but four months ago we were a legit Rose Bowl favorite. Well, you well maybe not no, a favorite, not favorites, but a but contender. Maybe a contender. Well, and after forget a three Ron Zook and nine season, coaching. they will not be playing. Yeah, Ron and Zook we're not going to fire. We're, we're not going to go to the www.fireronzook.com website just now. I'm a
2: fan of that site. I like that site. Really?
1: Yes, it's funny. Yeah, uh, there is actually a site. We're, we're now, by the way, Mike Two Guys is now a member of the Ron Zook Twitter as Are of we? about uh, an hour and a half ago.
2: Okay, yeah. See, I actually. There's a website I forget what it's called. It's like Coach's Hot Seat or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you started it, where it's about coaches in college football and the odds that they're going to get fired. And like Charlie <laughs> Weiss's odds were obviously like one to one, and he's now gone. But uh-huh. I think Ron Zook's odds were pretty pretty high up there in recent in recent months.
1: All right, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight two guys and a mic. We got to take a break. We take a call. Randy Myers, can we take the call before the break? Our producer, Randy Myers is shaking his head, saying he really doesn't care. So we're going to go out to the caller. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Out there, out to the phone lines we go, and it's caller Boz checking in on two guys at a mic. Caller Boz, how are you?
0: I'm great, guys. How are you doing? Doing well. Speaking of simplicity, (laughs) here I am. All right. Was that uh, red sauce or white sauce on your Mazzoli?
2: Yeah. I mean, I've heard that if you get the white sauce. The red sauce is very good. On the Mazzoli, I've yeah, heard. But. I,
0: I heard you, uh, um, I turned it on, you were at the tail end of a little college hoops talk, so oh. I, didn't, I didn't hear any specifics, but there was some nice action last night. Nice. Uh, very entertaining. Nice, yeah, it was
1: great college basketball. And for our Fighting Illini caller, Boz, Absolutely. I believe the greatest uh, second half comeback in the storied history of the Fighting Illini. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, and only only Jay Billis uh, of the Wide World Network would say, you know, it, it, it takes uh, a great collapse for a, a team to make a great comeback. Well, so he, he's he actually us, right uh, about that.
1: You you got to credit Illinois some, and as Jordan Burnfield said, Oliver Purnell teams find a way to lose very often. Part of it was Clemson just uh, discombobulating.
0: Yeah, you know, I wonder if they tire themselves out. Although I love that kind of game, although you you really don't see a, a, a team other than the Vegas teams maybe of years back that, that kind of get to the Final Four and maybe win it playing that style, mm-hmm. uh, you know, consistently. But but I love it if you got the horses. To me, that's you know that's the way you play the game, and 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 I hope that Illinois, uh, you know, Illinois has played fast this year to my liking. Um, You know, the games in Vegas that they lost, we uh, you know, the first game was a deal where they just didn't make shots the second half when they blew their 16-point lead. And uh, and then the Bradley game, you know, was a whole psychological thing. And and uh, Caller
1: call Boz, you sound like an avid Illini fan. 23 down, second half. You also sound like a hardworking guy. Maybe you have kids at home. you got a lot of stuff going on. I'm sure you're tired about 10... 10:30 last night. Uh, did you? Of course, the game was on early, wasn't it? It was. It was, was getting early,
0: and I was See, able I'm... to watch the end of uh, Wisconsin-Duke, and I picked Wisconsin in that one. Okay, very good. See, uh, I'm
1: forgetting because I watched the game on tape, and so yeah. I couldn't stay awake. it. The <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then
0: I also saw the end of uh, the Ohio State. Uh, Who would they have? Florida State, I think. Right, was that
2: mm-hmm. wasn't even a game. Ohio yeah, State just yeah. crushed them.
1: Ohio State, very, very good, by the way. But uh, right, what? you
0: were talking, and in the, in the Big Ten is right up there. But but I'm not not sure as much as i'd like to say they are or will be the best conference i you know from these early games you know there's been some losses so it, it makes me kind of stay take a step back and say let's let's wait a little while longer till conference play starts and and see these guys a a, a little more because mm-hmm. uh, there's some you know there's some great teams all over the country and mm-hmm. and some great games being played already and some you know, great games in could the you, not too. Diff- could you could
1: future. you give some brief kudos uh, as long as we're uh, dialing up the Chicago area here to my beloved Purple, the much maligned Northwestern Wildcats. Absolutely Awfully good so uh, far.
0: You know, I picked them to win their game at NC State. Also, absolute kudos to uh, Carmody and and his kids. No, mm-hmm. so they 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 just got killed by the injury to their best player, but they put that aside very quickly. And yep. maybe it's kind of. Caused them uh, and helped them in a in a weird way to to play more as a team, to play more aggressively, to play tougher. You know, I saw their one loss. They had Butler at Welsh Ryan a week or so back, and I went over to take a look at that. And you know, Butler's a very very fine tune. Uh,
2: they are, uh, but Boz, the way I look, I, the way I look at it is this: in terms of the Big Ten, I, I, a couple of points you made. First, I think that the Big Ten may be one of the best conferences in the country, but they have to take away that distinction from the Big East and the ACC, which have held that for a couple of years. So right. as a Big Ten fan, I think what you look at this year is, yes, the the Illini have had a couple of losses. Some of the other teams in the Big Ten have had a couple of losses. But it looks like they're moving in the, in the right direction. Second thing is, when you were talking about how Jay Billis pointed out that the Illini needed a great collapse from Clemson, as an Illini fan, what I would take from that game is that the Illini have a style of play on defense that can make an undisciplined team make mistakes. But and the noticed... one thing about Clemson that we all know with Oliver Purnell teams, besides the fact that they fold like cheap suits late in the season or in the <laughs> middle of the season, is that they're generally an undisciplined team. They don't normally shoot free throws well. They don't normally get themselves into positions where they, where they play mistake free basketball for a long period of time. I mean, this is always a team, at least in the last four or five years that I've watched them, they don't hit free throws. They get called for stupid fouls. They make mistakes late in games. They turn the ball over. You know, I think what the align I do on defense helped, you know, increase the undisciplined nature of Clemson down the stretch. And that's why they won that game. So I think that you're right. The Boz is right in a sense because you have to give the Illini credit for exploiting that in Clemson, but again, mm-hmm. I think Jay Billis is right because any time you blow a huge lead, it is a collapse. I'm a big Jay yeah, Billis Yeah,
0: fan. but and to echo that point, you know, I, I agree. And and one thing I want to point out and give kudos to uh, Bruce Weber, and and that is again, you know, the the team, you know, causes some of the opponents' miscues, and in this game particular. Uh, when they were down, Weber had to do something. Uh, substitutions is one thing; changing the pace, changing the style is another. And as everybody knows, and as they were joking on the broadcast, uh, Jimmy Dykes, uh, for one, that uh, you know, Weber went to his own a couple times. Yeah, I was going to say, so talking about the that opponent, um, both, both in in half court uh, sets and off of out of bounds sets. And these are things that that Boz and Mr. G from Talking Line I have been have been pleading with the coach to do mm-hmm. over time. We don't want them to go a hundred percent zone like Syracuse. But now that you got the athletes and the horses, you could do some appraised uh, occasional trap pressing, three quarter court, half court. You could do some occasional uh, zone to maybe protect a guy in foul trouble or change the pace of the game a little. It, it helps them stop. Booker. Yeah. For some reason, when they went to the zone, uh, Clemson was having a harder time getting it into their bread and butter down low on the post. So, again, kudos to the Illini. All right,
1: hey right, Boz, we got We got to head to a break. We feel your low. caller Boz. Clearly, a, a big college basketball fan. Fighting the Illini, pull out a win, Boz. We appreciate you checking in, my friend. Thanks, Boz. Who's Boz?
0: are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888 go for it. Once again, here's the coach, John Cone.
1: Once again, we are back on the talkzone.com. The breaks are brief. Here on Two Guys and a Mic, JB.
2: They are pretty they are pretty I didn't say weak, short. I said brief. They are brief. You yeah. know, I can no longer hear in my headset. Can you hear in yours?
1: I actually can without my headset. I'm hard of hearing with the headset Quite frankly, it's one of the few times I can actually hear normal.
2: Yeah, right now I'm talking to you, and because we're
1: in the same room, I can hear you, but I can no longer hear in my headset. Well, now you know how I feel on a normal basis. It's not easy getting old. Believe me, 888-463-6748, Jordan Birdfield of the coach. you getting your Christmas shopping done today, you're uh, cruising around, plug into the internet and check out talkzone.com. By the way, you can get our show, not just from 10 to 11, but anytime. TalkZone.com, Archive, you want to go back to some of our highlight shows from days gone by? I don't know, Jordan, do we have any highlight shows from days gone by?
2: Um, I don't know (laughs) if we would have any highlight shows per se. (laughs) What I could say, though, is that I do like the Archive. It really is, legitimately, it is a really good feature, because I go back, I listen to the the show, Mm -hmm. I scrutinize every single word that I said. You do? Wonder whether I am worthy of being on this show the next time, but... Mm -hmm. You know, I am grateful that you have decided that I'm entertaining enough for the listeners to be on more regularly. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, it's funny because I always listen back to to my work, and and I'm always wondering whether or not. You know, was it good? Was it not good? Did it work? Yeah. Did it not work? And so we are
1: all our own greatest self critique.
2: I am, and so whenever ask, somebody asks me how I did, I never can give them a good answer on that. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. A- ask somebody else.
1: Well, we got four weeks of shows archived. I'm not sure any of them yet are highlight shows, but they're, uh, there's four. Maybe if we put them all together, if we put the highlights from the four weeks together, we could maybe put ten good minutes together. Right. I, I would say
2: I would say maybe five good minutes. I could give us five good minutes. <laughs>
1: Oh, goodness. By the way, speaking of Christmas shopping, I'm one of those guys who shop at the last second. And I have made, it started off kiddingly with my family. But the more I'm getting into it, the more serious I am. I don't want to be a Grinch. I don't want to spoil it for others. So I will say it quite succinctly and take the emotion out of it. I have declared to my family, and I'm going to hold true to this, I am taking this year's holiday season, this year's Christmas season, I'm skipping a year.
2: You're skipping it. This I'm just year. taking it off. Can you do that?
1: I don't know, but I'm going to try. And again, I don't want to ruin it for
2: other people. I think it's sort of Grinch-like, huh? I think it's sort of Grinch-like. Well, I, I mean, listen, this is this is supposed to be a, a happy time yes. for everybody to celebrate around Absolutely. these holidays, and you're just... saying no celebration for me. I've done. It... This sounds something more like what I would do. Mm-hmm. Then what you would do,
1: being that you're the beacon of positivity on this show. Yes, I am. That's right. From Tuesday's show, I yes. forgot about that. Yes. Well, as the beacon of positivity, I'm going to take a step out of those shoes for a brief moment. I love the this holiday season. This is a big season. step
2: towards negativity for you.
1: I love the holiday season. Anybody else with me here? If you want to join my take a year off celebration, actually, I want to go a step further. I would like to make Christmas and the holidays like the Olympics. Okay. Once every four years. Then, to me, it would be special. Okay. Because right now, you know, I, again, I love the holiday season. I enjoy the spirit, the goodwill, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so why
2: do you want to have that happen once it every comes four years?
1: too often. It's, I can't get re-geared up for it, and the older you get, the, the faster time goes. I love the season, but I, I, it just comes too often. I just got done writing the damn holiday cards. I don't want to go through addressing 150 envelopes again. I'm taking this year off. I'm going to come back next year bigger and stronger. This year's holiday season, sorry. I'm skipping. I think you sound like Larry David here. You sound like a guy that,
2: because Christmas holiday season is supposed to be, you know, goodwill, spending time with loved ones and friends and family. You're saying, I don't need that. More than once every four years. What you're saying is keep me away from human contact (laughs) for three and a half years. And then I will tolerate it for one
1: month in December on the fourth year. Once every four years, going Olympic might be a little strong. So let's start off. Let's start off with going once every two years. And you can still spend time with your family. But the shopping and the cards... And the Christmas parties and the yakety yakety yak at your local neighborhood Christmas uh, party, you know, that stuff, once every two years for me, more than enough. Thank you very much. See, okay,
2: I I, I see your point in one sense, that it is hard with the Black Friday and everybody's Clamoring around to find gifts for people mm-hmm. and that people have to spend too much money on others and that they have all these guilt trip commercials for like K jewelers where it's like you're a terrible husband or boyfriend yeah. if you don't buy them a $10,000 yeah. ring and necklace. Okay. Those things, I agree. We yeah. don't, we don't need that every year, but there is just, it, there,
1: there's too much retail. There's too much shopping out there. People. Need to stop buying things,
2: but the core of the holiday, the goodwill, okay. and the and the nice parts about the holiday season, mm-hmm. I don't agree. Should go away. I think that's a great thing every year. Give me some jingle bells every year. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. See. Okay. So
2: you're you're getting into it a little bit. You're singing.
1: Anybody else want to join me in the skip a year holiday celebration? Email me. It might become the start of uh, you know a vast quantum... I, uh, we might get a great following on this. Maybe it'll be you know the start of something big. I,
2: I think or now not. you're Mike, the...
1: Mike2Guys, by the way, M-I-C number 2, Mike2Guys two at AOL.com. Come join me in the skip-a-year holiday celebration.
2: What you've become through this argument, through this opinion, yes. is you are now the beacon of sports positivity. <laughs> because you're not necessarily positive on everything, mm-hmm. but you're positive when it comes to sports. You look at sports with the rose-colored yeah. glasses, but in terms of human contact, goodwill, we only need that once every couple of years. See, I don't get that. I, 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 I'm I, very much pro-holidays. It's, it's not, holidays are good for everyone. Give me holidays. I enjoy holidays. Well, Thanksgiving we could have
1: every year. Thanksgiving is thoroughly great. If it, we Christmas, have Thanksgiving if every year. If Christmas were like Thanksgiving, the way you describe it, being with your loved ones, celebrating with the family... But what, it all sounds good, Jordan. But what you're describing is not Christmas. You're describing Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving could happen, as far as I'm concerned, and food being one of my favorite items. Uh, you know, four times a year. Yeah, but isn't Christmas sort of like? I mean, Christmas is
2: sort of like Thanksgiving no, except no, that you have a tree. Uh, you yeah, still have yeah, a big this, you know, meal. Yeah,
1: I'm tired of buying trees. No, but you still have dragging a big the damn tree in the house. I'm tired of bringing the ornaments up from the basement and doing that whole thing. And again, I love, I, I enjoy doing it. Once a year is too often. It should be once every other year or possibly like the Olympics. See, I don't get to participate
2: in that stuff, generally speaking, but I will say that I every everybody... Now, Hanukkah, that I, by the
1: way, the same way. Your Jewish brethren, you're yes. not getting off the hook either. If Christmas is once every four years, sorry, Hanukkah folks. Yeah, but I enjoy Hanukkah. Well, I don't care. You're going to enjoy Hanukkah it once fan. every two years now.
2: Why? We get it huh? every year. I want to keep it going. Listen, eight nights, hopefully wow, eight look, gifts...
1: If those of the uh, Catholic faith are going to lose their holiday once every other year, if my following continues, I'm sorry, you of the Jewish brethren must follow suit. I, I mean, I
2: can't say that I agree. I, I would much <laughs> rather have holidays. I enjoy, right. even though I am I am somewhat negative and jaded as a young sports fan, yes. holidays are a great remedy for all that ails us in the sports world, we can mm-hmm. sit around at our Hanukkah party or our Christmas party or whatever party we choose to celebrate, and we can forget mm-hmm. the fact that the Cubs stink. We can forget the fact that the Bulls don't play yes. defense most games.
1: Actually, it takes me about four shots of eggnog, extremely strongly laced with Jack Daniels. About four <laughs> of those glasses to get me usually... To forget about our sports teams over the course right. of the right. I mean, what would be better than a nice week
2: of Hanukkah to forget that the Bears have had a horrible season, right? Yeah, you wouldn't need to worry about eight, the game. Eight days of life. Eight days of bearless life. Yeah. How great is that? You're telling me that I shouldn't have that this year. I should wait till next year because it comes too soon for
1: you. I disagree. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven. 48, our phone number. God forbid you want to talk some sports with two guys and a mic. You can do that. Randy Myers filling in today, doing a great job as our producer. And David Olson, our normal producer, my bodyguard. He's here today, Jordan. But for some reason, taking a day off And uh, with the two of us, can you blame him? Um I can't blame him. And by the way, we had a caller. I believe his name was uh, Biz? Boz. Who? Boz. Caller Boz, who was talking college hoop. And it reminded me, too. And he was a, an Illinois fan, I believe. We do have a show here on the talkzone.com Tuesdays. If you're a college football, college hoops fan, and you like to wear orange, the Illini kind, you got to check this show out. It's from four to six every Tuesday. Mr. G and a guy named Illini B, I believe, run the show. Yeah. Well, bye. Four to six every Tuesday. You got to check out that show, talkzone.com. All things good. Illinois football, basketball, etc. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, they even have pictures of girls' volleyball up on their website. Do they? Well, Which is highly recommended. I'm sure that that's great. Yeah. Illini the line I baseball is The picture of Mr. G in the short shorts going up for a spike. Very disturbing. Yeah, I would say I would probably not like to see that. <laughs> I'll throw that out there. All right, we got that. Oh, and I wanted to mention one other thing now connected with the college hoops yesterday and see if you're with me here, anybody out there in uh, Internet Sports Talkland. I taped the game yesterday. In the beginning, I taped it like a half an hour beforehand. I didn't know it was. Jimmy Valvano, the Jimmy V Foundation, cancer research. Right, it's Jimmy do, V. We. It's Jimmy V. Wheat. Yeah, and they showed again the speech. It's a great speech that Jimmy V gave at the ESPYS. Yes, And I've seen right? it about seven times. I've heard it seven times. And I, you know, I hear it is late at night, and I wanted to watch the Illinois game. That speech was on. What up there, maybe twenty minutes. Yeah. And I listened to the entire thing. It is one of the most motivational one of the best speeches I've ever heard and again the eighth time was no worse than the first. I agree. Or it's, no better. It's an
2: amazing speech. It's an amazing speech. It's one of those it's one of those times when anything could be happening and that comes on yep. and everything in the room just gets quiet and you start yep. listening intently and watching him as he speaks. It's mm-hmm. such an amazing moment for not only for him and in his life mm-hmm. but just an amazing moment for the people that must have been there, the people watching it live at the time. The motivation, like you said, it's such a moving speech. I agree with you. I've seen the speech probably six, seven, eight, nine, nine times myself now, and I love watching it. I mean, it's just such – it. Honestly, at the end of it, it makes me so fired up. I want to go like play a sporting event or mm-hmm. do something exciting or do something fun because he's just such an incredibly motivating and captivating speaker. If you speech.
1: haven't seen it, I'm imagining it would be available at the Jimmy V Foundation website. Right. You could probably YouTube Jimmy Valvano's speech. You could find it anywhere. If you, I mean, you haven't heard it, folks, you need to check it out. And I need some technical advice too because I've got it on the tape now. And as a coach, Jordan, I would love. To play that tape, two players that I coach, both young and old. And do you know or does anybody out there know, 888-463-6748, with the new DVRs, can you make a VCR tape? How do I make a tape from that Uh, and able to transfer it to another locale? I would think that you probably could take it
2: off your DVR and put it on your computer and save it as a movie file and then burn it to a DVD or a CD. Mm-hmm. I would think you could do that. Okay. I think you would need more complicated equipment
1: to get it from your DVR onto a VCR. Right. Well, I do have older son that's a tech whiz, and I need to check that out. But more importantly, that speech is absolutely awesome, and he talks about his cancer. He basically died a month later? Very soon after that speech, yeah. yeah. And he basically, the, the great quote at the end of it is he talks about cancer... Uh, could take away, can eat in my body. Can take away my physical.
2: Like take away my mind, my heart, and my soul, or something.
1: It it cannot take away away my mind. It cannot cannot take take away away my my spirit. spirit. It cannot take away my soul. Right. Yeah. And it's just awesome.
2: Yeah. It's just it's right. And and he says, you know, in that speech, that you should laugh every day, you should cry every day, and and
1: think every day. and think
2: every day, and that that's a good day. I mean, it's just it's an amazing, it's amazingly worded. I mean, there's not one word in that speech. And he's not
1: reading from a teleprompter. It's all. Right, and he had the gift of gab, great natural charisma, but it's all off the cuff. He's not reading a script anyway.
2: No, right. I mean, yeah. it was so heartfelt. That's one of the appealing things about it is yep. that he's not reading from something, yep. and that it was just him able to go go up there and say what he felt, and yep. that was what he felt. And I honestly, I would guess that he didn't ever write that thing out. That that right. was just him going up there and saying, yep. speaking right from the heart. And that's yep. that's why everybody loved it, and that's why he's such a revered figure
1: in college sports don't give up don't ever give up one of the many messages from jimmy of the great north carolina state coach who tragically passed away of cancer i forget what kind but uh, and the jimmy v foundation does great work in fact maybe we'll get a hold of them and uh, get them on as a guest here on two guys and a mic 888-463-6748 the phone number mike two guys at aol.com by the way we had an emailer in uh Jay Byrne, I believe it was, who emailed us some, uh, pics on a website of Jared from Subway for just joining us. That was a... Did you get fatter? Are these fatter pictures? You know, I tried to hook it up here. I couldn't quite get the, but we got the website. I can't quite get the picture of them, but, uh... No, oh, alright. We want to thank our emailer for sending that in. Again, it's Mike2Guys, M-I-C number to Mike2Guys two at AOL.com. We talked college basketball. We mentioned the big Rose Bowl. Winning college football game tonight, I should say, the game to determine who will be in the Rose Bowl. And uh, there's also a couple of great games coming up on Saturday. Maybe the game of the year, Alabama-Florida. We also got Texas-Nebraska. Again, not a lot of games this weekend, Jordan, but the ones that are there are awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's uh,
2: it's it's going to be a great weekend of college football. And, and to me, this is a better weekend than any other weekend of college football. I don't need... 117, 119 games. I just need... Quality over quantity. Quality games, yeah. And this, this is what we're getting. And we're getting the SEC championship, the Big 12 championship, you know, this, this game deciding the Pac-10 tonight. These are the games that you you live for as a college football fan. I mean, these are the games that decide who's going to the national championship and who's not. And And to me, it's the best part of the college football season because it's almost... And tell me if you think I'm wrong on this. I almost feel like this is the best type of college football season because by the time the bowl games come around, the big bowl games, I mean, because the irrelevant bowl games play on all through December and nobody gives a crap unless it's your uh, team. uh, uh, Make your point, but I'll take issue with that. All right, fine. But I I think that once it gets to the big bowl games, it's been so long after the college football season that they start to lose steam. I mean, Mm -hmm. unless it's the national championship game, because the national championship is on the line, Mm -hmm. these other games... Don't, they're not as important anymore. It's like we're on a college football season, we've forgotten about it, it's in the pay on no mind list, and all of a sudden, whoa, we're back, here we are,
1: it's a month later, and we're playing these big championship games. The only games. sport I can think of, the only, that has a 4-5, sometimes as much as 6-week break before the big playoff game, or in this case, the big bowl game.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's just not, you know, it just changes our... And I know it's tradition that they have them on New Year's and all this stuff and whatever, but to me, it just... I, I, I'm a college football fan, but I'm not a diehard mm-hmm. college football fan. And you can't pay me money to watch these mm-hmm. insignificant, ridiculous, you know, MicronPC.com, Champ Sports. Well, so who know, gives I a can't, You Know can't What? Get a step games. back here. I, I'm, Why? You like
1: these bowl games? Yeah, actually, I do. I knew you would. And, and I like it from the well. I, I knew the, you would. I'm the beacon of positivity. You are. After my Christmas uh, Grinch speech, I'm back as the beacon of positivity. Fine. Here on two guys. Okay. That I'm like, from a pure sporting standpoint. You can say who cares about a December seventeenth micron PC bowl. Okay? In in some sense you're right, but then let's break it down. Okay. And let's say you've got the Minnesota Golden Gophers taking on Tulsa. I'm just throwing out a couple teams. Tulsa went seven and four, Minnesota six and five. Two teams that have not played each other. Now you could say a six and five mediocre season. You know what? You know, for a couple of Yahoos like us and all of us out there in sports talk radio, it's easy to say. Okay, to sit back and say, "I ah, you know, six and five, mediocre season." For those that are in it, battling, fighting, recruiting, off-season workouts, every other team trying to beat you, every other team that you're playing has a week to game plan for you and prepare for you. Every win is big, and it ain't so easy. It's not so easy going I don't know six if that's and five, true, though. and they're good quality football teams. And from a pure sporting standpoint, Jordan, and again, I'm using an IE dot dot dot. But a Tulsa versus a Minnesota on December 7th, it's still a hell of a matchup. See, I don't agree, because
2: here's the thing. I think that in your particular example, a team like Tulsa or a team like Minnesota might mm-hmm. be might be happy to be there. But a lot of times, you get these bowl games on a December 17th, that's like the San Francisco Bowl. Yeah. And it's Michigan, who feels like they had a bad season because they went seven and five and they accepted the ball because they're getting paid the money to be there and their players expected far more than this mm-hmm. and they're in this bowl that they don't care about and they're facing some school that they don't, that they don't care about. They're not familiar with and they don't have any interest in and they're just playing the bowl game because they need to go through the motions because the school is going to make money from playing if the game. If that's
1: the case, you're right. I would argue I mean, there's no, not, I would argue there's not as many of those games as you think. Okay, but. Notre Dame, whatever bowl game they play this year, is a waste because none
2: of those players are gonna tell you that they wanted to be there, that this is where they expected to be, that they had a good season, they just fired the coach, okay? They've got some assistant who's gonna be running the show in that bowl game. It's a total waste. It's a TV event, and it's not even a good TV event. To me, mm-hmm. it's, it, the, the bowl games to me, okay, there are a lot of people that are gonna come out and say, well, you know, 50 teams feel at the end of the year that they won, and that they, that they have the experience of winning. Yes. Fine. You can have that. But in what other sport, would you want to take the teams that weren't the best and take the -the middle-of-the-road teams Mm -hmm. and pit them in matchups before the end of the season? It would be like having the NBA Finals a month after the year, but before that, taking the 12th and the 13th and the 10th and the 9th best Mm -hmm. NBA teams in each conference and putting them against each other for two games. It's just just the way you look
1: at it. It's It's a matter of perspective. You look at it that way, you paint it that way, you're correct. But if you look at it like, you know what? We're not, you know, the number one team in the nation. We still had a pretty good season. We have an opportunity to play at a bowl game in Texas or wherever it is in Alabama and North Carolina versus an opponent. Maybe we haven't played in a couple of years, three, four, five years. It's a good matchup. It's pure sport. And yeah, there are now a lot of teams that get to win. That big bowl game at the end of the season, I think that's a good thing, not a bad thing, as you paint it, Mr. Negativity.
2: Well, no, I think it's only a good thing for the teams that are in conferences or have seasons where this is a major accomplishment for them. If a small school coach gets to a bowl game Mm -hmm. that they didn't think they'd get to and this is a big culminating factor for them, okay, fine. Have your bowl game. Have your game. Enjoy it. Whatever. But a lot of times you get these schools that are perennially big programs, mm-hmm. like Oklahoma, for instance. Whatever bowl game they go to is going to be well. We had a bad year. Sam Bradford got hurt. It was highly yeah, disappointing. So that's, again, and
1: that's that that's sports talk, Jordan Burnfield talk, that's no, but not. that's not. But that's reality. That's no, it's not, not sports the talk. Jordan the Oklahoma Bernfield. players, they'll get psyched up to play that game. No, it they won't. Be, they I don't will. think
2: they will. I think that they'll be mildly excited about it. I think that will they want to win that game? Absolutely. Will they try hard to win that game? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I don't think that they have the motivation to play that game as they would when many of the guys on this team played the national championship game a year or two ago. I just, it's not, it's not possible that they could be as excited about this, whatever dinky dunk bowl game that they're going to go to versus Uh where they were. And so for the small programs, Fine. Enjoy your bowl game. For the big programs, it's a slight to them, so it's a slight to me as a
1: sports fan. I don't want to watch it. I would disagree. I think it's a matter of perspective. Respect your opinion. Don't agree with it. College football fans, your thoughts on the bowl games? Big games coming up this Saturday. I think we both agree. Alabama, Florida, Texas, Nebraska, and tonight's game. Jordan, one thing we can agree on, great football, great matchups, and uh, a lot. A lot at stake, 888 6748 We're going to have football Friday. Tomorrow we'll do our prediction show called Beat the Schmoes. Other shows play Beat the Pros, but here at the thetalkzone.com, we play Beat the Schmoes. We might even ask our producer, Randy Myers, to join us as a guest schmo tomorrow.
2: That, that would be exciting, I'm sure, because
1: I've never been a guest schmo. Really? And I would but like... you've, been a, you've
2: never been a schmo? I've never been a schmo. I, I, I've never been a schmo. I, I, I feel schmo. guilty. Even love... in our previous show, The Morning Break, you were never a schmo. No. Listen, I am a schmo, but I don't think I've ever been a schmo on your show.
1: All those years of filling in as a, a much maligned but semi-respected sports tacos, host, <laughs> you, you were never a schmo on Beat the Schmoes? Never a schmo. Not once a schmo. <laughs> now I really feel bad. I am a schmo, but never been a schmo on your show. <laughs> so oh, We'll play Beat the Schmoes tomorrow. You may not be here in case we forget to uh, give you your schmodum. Who would you pick? Is that, in the, big is that, game? Is
2: that the like yes. the knighting? Exactly. You know, you get sh- you get your schmodum.
1: <laughs> there is an initiation you go through to become a schmo. It's not that painful. Has it.
2: Lamar Odom undergone the schmodum? It involves
1: needles and a left buttock, but it's not that painful.
2: That that sounds bad, but yeah.
1: I'm sure Roger Clemens is well, a pro. in terms of that. Well, the good part about it is it it is it's not your needle, and it's also not your left buttock.
2: That that makes it even <laughs> scarier. But okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, if I could get to the point, damn it! Would yeah. you? Uh, who are you picking in the big game? Alabama versus Florida. Help me out. Where is that game at?
2: Uh, SEC championship. Wouldn't it gain, Wouldn't it be in Atlanta? Isn't it always in Atlanta? Don't have a clue. At the Georgia Dome. Make I think that's up. where it usually is. Sounds good to me. I would take Florida. Florida for sure. Big Twelve championship. Mm-hmm. Texas. Um, I, listen, Alabama is is. Better than they were last year, and I think Florida might be a little bit worse than last year, but I can't pick against Tim Tebow in this game. Can't mm-hmm. do it. I mean, you just not to go on oh, Mike Singletary. Can't do it. Can't win with him. No, you know, <laughs> just I can't. I can't pick against him. I How mean, about he Texas
1: wins. and Nebraska, would you agree with me? It's not over yet, but right now, Colt McCoy is your Heisman Trophy winner. Part greatness this season, part lifetime achievement. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem with that, and I think that he's, he's very... slight leader.
2: I would say he, he would be a great choice. I think that the Heisman voting is more wide open this year than it's been in a while. I would love to see him win, because I like him, but I don't think... I don't really feel like there is a favorite. I feel like every
1: week there's different people being mm-hmm. discussed. So I would love to see it. Let's put it this way. If I don't ended, know if I can go there. If it ended right now, I think Colt McCoy is your winner. Barely. And by default, and again, lifetime achievement, but... Um.
2: Right, I mean, Tim Tebow didn't have a really great year, necessarily. I mean, you could give it to him yeah. for lifetime achievement also. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd give it to him. Mark Ingram for Alabama, I don't know. He I mean, a I, season, but he's a great season, but he's
1: sloughed off a little bit the last couple Right, games.
2: really, really good season. Mm-hmm. I guess you could put him in there. McCoy, and then, I mean, Jeremiah Masoli, I, I, I don't know. That
1: doesn't excite me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Any chance uh, Northwestern freshman running back Arby Fields? <laughs> and the revitalized Wildcats might get a few votes. Mike Kafka, by the way, might be the Big Ten MVP. Well, I mean, he's not, you
2: know, no, obviously... They're not going to get any votes. And so maybe mm-hmm. a uh, Regis Ben from the University of Illinois. How about a Daniel Lashore?
1: <laughs> Would he get any votes for the Heisman Trophy? He might get one. That is, if uh, our Illini talk show on Tuesdays uh, from 4 to 6. or is it Mike Lashore? Wasn't there? Wasn't
2: it Daniel it's, Dufresne? Uh,
1: no, it's uh, Mikkel, Michael.
2: Michael Lashore. Yeah, Michael Lashore. Yeah, well, the Daniel the, the,
1: Dufresne, not to be Jason confused Ford, with Andy Dufresne. The, no.
2: Yes dun,
1: and then All right. Yeah. We have to wind up uh, today's show. Jordan Burnfield, great to have you back again. You are becoming a regular here on Two Guys at a Mic and I, I hate to admit it, but I'm starting to enjoy having you. In. I
2: I enjoy being here with you and I'm not <laughs> afraid to admit that. Except the only thing from this show that I will take away, well, many things, but the biggest thing I will take away from this show is yes. you.
1: Mr. Positive. Absolutely. Anti-holiday every year. Not anti-holiday. Just skipping this year's Christmas. One year off. So now Canada, now, now we've gone to just old.
2: one year. I'm taking a year off. Okay. Enjoy your year off. I will be
1: happy. I'm gonna be very
2: happy all December. The Mr. Negative here is gonna have a very happy December, and you
1: are not gonna be joining. I will be thoroughly enjoying my year off, and trust me, I will be back bigger and better than ever (laughs) on December second of 2010. Fine, I'll see you now. We gotta wrap it up. Beat the Schmoes Football Friday tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening out there for the Coach and JB. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget to spread the truth.
2: And pass the gas.